Okay. Like, no time has passed. <laughs> Definitely didn't spend, what, an hour? Oh. Maybe a little over talking about it. I think some people that do, like, the Broken Up podcast, like, they do, like, they pretend that it's different days, but really it's just all the same day. Yeah. Gonna, and, yeah. You're going to call this one part two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done that before. Uh, I think my friend Lindsay did two with me. She has a lot of ghost stories. She yeah. lives in, she lived in a haunted house, and now she lives in a different haunted house. Hmm. I can't say I've really had much experience with, you know, the paranormal. No? Call it. No. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for you. I did have, I did have a crazy experience, though. I, I don't know what it was, but I was out in Toke, and, um, I was out on the porch, and all of a sudden, like, I was looking out, just kind of observing the stars, but I'll also do, like, some photography mm-hmm. from time to time. And out of nowhere, there came, like, this big, it was, like, a green, light blue comet-looking thing, but mm. it was, like, in the atmosphere, like you could tell. So I couldn't tell if it was, like, a satellite or some piece of space debris burning off some sort of material or gases and then it started like sparking all this stuff off its tail coming into the atmosphere and it was uh you know i started speculating i was like well that doesn't look like a spaceship or an alien ship or anything like that granted for it's definitely seen some weird stuff in that regard mm-hmm. talking with other people and like it seems like they have too you know it's all it's just all speculation and mm-hmm. yeah it didn't make any noise just kind of came in seemed like it was like I was saying, space debris just burning up and then weird peter, yeah, petering out somewhere out in the woods. Would have been really interesting if it started a fire. <laughs> <laughs> go out, find it. That that would that was the one thing I did want to do. Go find a piece of an asteroid or something. I think that'd be really cool. That would be cool. They say meteorites. Definitely some of the rarest. Yeah. <laughs> material. That's what's in the screen. Wow. Yeah. We had to get new rings because the original ones were really soft metal. Yeah. They were kind of falling apart. And then I found these and I was like, oh, it's really forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think meteorite ring would be pretty pretty slick to have. It's pretty cool. He likes his too because yeah. it's black. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very manly. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to hate gold. I'd probably have a streak of gold in there somewhere. Oh, love it. Uh, on the, we were doing our nails last night, and she's like, what's your favorite color? And I was like, pink, obviously. And then rose gold. And then purple. <laughs> and then just normal gold. Yeah. It's all in that spectrum. It's happy colors. Yeah, I don't know. I think I definitely, definitely like orange. Definitely like bright colors. I don't like you're not very bright. No, I'm very, very bland. <laughs> you rolled out of bed and just put clothes on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I got like white, bright red hoodie, neon green hoodie, neon orange hoodie. Damn. Yeah, I got a couple bright colors. Do you think that helps in the winter? Mm, yeah, like it helps keep me therapy? warm. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh. But I like to think, but 
the funny thing is I do tend to wear a lot of black also. We'll stop that. Oh. <laughs> Such a great, you know, neutral color. It's not a color. It's 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 what the, the absence of color. It's not a color. <laughs> yeah, I've had this discussion. Before. Yeah, it's like the absence of color and mm-hmm. white is white a color or is it all the colors together i should google that <laughs> i don't know i know i think it's the other way around i think white is the absence of color and black is that's all the colors yeah that makes more sense yeah because that's what black is yeah uh in a technical sense black and white are not colors yeah there you they go they are shades they're shades. <laughs> shades of gray. <laughs> so that is gray a color then? Or are those shades also? I'd assume shades. I would assume. Now you're getting really into it. I didn't go to art school. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I went to, I took an art class a long time ago, but it's not what I was kind of expecting. And so I just never went. Oh. Yeah. I just, just started watching, you know, it's the digital age, watch YouTube videos, and uh, go from there. It's really hard to, like, want to go to school when you can just learn things on your own. Yeah. It's, you're just paying for a piece of paper. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I think school's good for the right person. Uh, if you're really dead set and know what you want to do, mm-hmm. like, yeah, go for it. Because all, you know, the degree ideally will help. But, you know, just talking with my old folks and my dad, he's pretty much like, you know, I'm really glad you didn't go to school because of the way the education system is now. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. And like, I, I was going to go into computer science fresh out of high school because I love messing around with computers. Mm-hmm. But slowly but surely I realized I was like okay well I don't want to spend eight hours of my day sitting at a desk in a cubicle just being a part of the rat race another cog in the machine Mm. and so I was a little lost for a bit and started working just jobs working at the restaurants and whatnot whatever I could as a young adult you know is able to yeah and uh you know that's where we met over at the turn again did you only work at there no did no. you have another job? Yeah. And then when I left Anchorage, I worked at the restaurant in Togue. Mm-hmm. And then after, after about a couple of years, I was like, okay, well, I need to find some sort of purpose because I can't just be doing this my entire life. And then so I took up firefighting because I knew I knew people made good money. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was one of the few jobs within town that was actually going to pay me a decent wage. Job security. Yeah, job security. Yeah. I mean. You have checked all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then so eventually, like, I became like a permanent employee working for the state, which, you know, it was a good decision for someone not really sure which path to take, so to say. Mm. And it kind of provides, you know, like purpose and direction. And like mm-hmm. I said, it makes you feel like you're a part of something more. But outside of that, like, recent events kind of in my life have uh, highlighted that, you know, all the problems and deficiencies that come with that job. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, started to really question like, okay, what am I actually like passionate about? Like what, you know, where would I feel that I have a fulfilling job and career? And it's not that firefighting is not filling, but it's just like, when I'm at my end of days, like, mm-hmm. where do I want to be? Do I want to be old with a broken body from carrying heavy stuff up and down hills and fighting fire? And another thing is, like, do I want to make my family worry when I go out on these assignments mm-hmm. and high-risk environments? And, you know, I just started to think a lot about the future more frequently and more critically. How old are you now? 27. You think? <laughs> See, and that's messed up. Like, I feel, I feel old. I feel old. I feel like my time is just taken out. I think it's like, yeah. After you're I... reaching that what we call the Saturn return. So, like at your end of twenties, like you, everybody goes through this. Yeah. It's like an existential crisis. It's like a midlife crisis, but not midlife. Yeah, it's a quarter life. Yeah. It's a quarter life <laughs> crisis for sure. No, and uh, yeah. No, I think I turned 27 earlier this year. You think? Oh, I, I did. I did, yeah. Turned 27 back in March. And uh, I think that's when it really started to set in. Like, okay, Thomas, you're not in your mid-20s anymore. You're you're at the beginning of your late 20s. Like, mm-hmm. what's, what's the end game here? Like, what's the goal? Yeah. So. You're going to love your 30s. You're going to figure it out. That's what everyone keeps saying. But every day I, like, wake up, I'm like, what am I doing? You should just keep doing what you're doing, and it will come to you. That's what they say. That's what they say. A Who's lot of, they? Who's yeah. they? Just, just everyone in general. The people that in your head? <laughs> <laughs> the voices? Got a lot of voices up there, for sure. <laughs> no. Uh, usually anyone who I'll uh, express my concerns to about, like, what I'm doing, whether I'm doing making the right choices, they're like, no, you... You're Did you a... ask AI that? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> I asked him a lot of stuff. But, no, usually, like, my coworkers, my friends, my family, you know, the entire support circle that I've got going on. Everybody's telling you the same thing. So yeah. listen. Yeah. You're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're still being a 20-year-old. <laughs> oh, easily. Easily. Like, the hardest thing is, like, uh, girl I'm talking to, she's just, like, because I'm telling her about all the stress and whatnot, and she's like, just don't be stressed. I was like... It is easier said than done. Got it. <laughs> I Yeah, I hear that. Got it. My sister is the same way. She's like, you could just not worry about everything. And I'm like, you're right. That would be so grand if I could just not worry about it. <laughs> Throw it all in a box. Put it in the ocean. It's, it's, it's hard not to. Especially, like, for me now. But I feel like everyone just gets to a constant state of, like, worry. You gotta ground yourself. Yeah. You have to, you have, to have a sense of spirituality, too. Yeah. I've like as much of a non-religious person I am like I definitely have found that people that have some kind of spiritual practice are you hungry? getting hungry do you need a yogurt? I missed breakfast you want a yogurt? I'll I'll definitely take a but but I get what you're saying about you know being grounded in some sense of you need something yeah you need something to like 
appreciate it. Thank you very much. No, definitely. Um, yeah, because I was raised, I was raised Catholic, and uh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it. You know, um, the the father, the pastor that we had growing up, he was he was a genuinely good person, and uh, it was always good to see him. That's good. Um, but. I, I definitely learned a lot about just like what it means to be a good person. Not from anything that the religion taught me, but it's just like being in that small community. It, of it there's a community. There totally. There is something to be said about having a church setting. Yeah. Or like going to going to a practice. Like I'm sure people that go to yoga class well, maybe not. There's a lot of <laughs> snobby people that go to yoga classes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about taking yoga classes. Maybe it'd clear my mind a little bit. It's really good for you. Yeah. I show up for my practice every morning. Yeah. I don't do hardcore yoga anymore, but I did. Um, but if I don't do it, I definitely notice a difference. Like if I, especially if I skip my meditation in the morning, uh-huh. I'm much more anxious, much more yeah. agitated. Where do you Where do you do yoga? At the my y? living room. <laughs> the living room. <laughs> I've been doing yoga since I was 19, so... Okay, so... I, I got it, like, honed in. Yeah. <laughs> Not like some... Someone like me who yeah. doesn't know a lick about it. Uh, you just go on the YouTube. Just go on YouTube. Like I'm sure it. there's TikToks. TikTok yoga, you can just mess up your whole algorithm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My algorithm's all messed up. I know, you look at one thing, and then it's just... That's all you get. And the funny part is it'll jump between two mm-hmm. two different things, at least if not three. So. You said you're talking to a girl? Yeah. You talk to girls? I, I try not to. <laughs> try not to. <laughs> yeah. Does this girl have a name? Or you're not going to say her name? No. Um, her name's Megan. It's a weird situation. She's in North Carolina. I don't think I, uh, well, no, I'm not trying to invest too much time and energy into it. It's a long ways away. Yeah, exactly. So we're just kind of keeping things friendly. But that's nice to have somebody talk to, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What does she do? She's going to school to be a wildlife biologist. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's heavy. It's, it's a little heavy. That's cool. Yeah, she just cares about the wilderness and the wild and whatnot and wow so we'll see if something i doubt it i doubt it because i'm not gonna put all my eggs in one basket how long have you been talking to her i don't know no. maybe, maybe about a week oh two weeks fresh two weeks maybe super fresh yeah yeah it's uh, it's it's definitely good to uh i don't know like i said have someone to talk to but at the same time like as you know, I'm already like messing around with some complex emotions in light of recent events. So I think it's just really important for myself to uh, uh, buy myself again. Yeah. Well, you're in that time of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're you're right on time. You're yeah. doing great. I like to think so. You're doing a good job. One of my friends told me like, you're doing a lot better than most people with therapists are. Yeah. That's true. You don't have therapy. 
Yeah. I don't. I mean, I just, I just bitch and cry my woes to all my friends. And uh, it just That's got to... That's therapeutic, though. It is. They it have is. science to back that up. It is. The more people you talk about the same problem, the easier it is for you to process it. Yeah. And so... I don't know. I really started to be observant of like how that might be just overbearing on them. Just like, oh, again, the same stuff. It's just like, I get it though. You're so dramatic. What's that even mean? <laughs> I'm <just> joking. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah. Hi. Like, luckily, working for the state, we get free therapy and I choose not to use it for some reason. I think, oh. yeah. What? I think I'm just obstinate. Like, I don't need a shrink to tell me I what's wrong. I feel like that's blasphemy. You. <laughs> like, I don't need a shrink to tell me what's wrong. Um, they don't tell you what's wrong. They just listen to you. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it. You should do it. I probably should. You should just try it. Probably. Like, you're not going to be in this job forever. No. You should do it. Yeah. Especially in this time of your life, you should do it. Yeah, probably. Woo! Fat cat. Hi, baby. Oh, you can't get on my computer. What is this? There's something about cats and keyboards, I swear. Um. Would never know. <laughs> Not a cat person. You can borrow him. He's very snuggly. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He wakes me up uh, right before my alarm goes off every morning and comes and snuggles in my armpit. Nice. Ever since he was a baby. Uh, I, I, it's not that I'm against cats. I actually thought about getting a cat because it'd be easier to, uh, in my mind, it'd be easier to take care of rather than a dog. Yeah, they're pretty independent. Yeah. But they can fuck your shit up. Oh, yeah. Just go away for two weeks and uh, all your furniture's scratched up. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky they haven't, they don't do that to my stuff. But... He did kill half of my plants over the winter. Yeah. Because he peed in them. He peed on them? It's really rude. Yeah. And that'd be another thing. Like, if I... If it was my place that I had, definitely. Mm-hmm. It'd be tolerable. But then i just... Ideally, you know, clean it up when I get back. But if it's, like, an apartment I'm running out of, mm. and it's got, like, carpet in it, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate carpet. I love carpet. I hate it. I love it. I'm allergic to dust, so uh, carpet is like <laughs> the epitome of like holder of dust. Yeah. For eternity. No, I like a good mixture of hard hardwood and carpet. Sound very old and distinguished when you say that. <laughs> oh yeah. People have told me I'm an old soul all the time. <laughs> That's what trauma does to you. Makes you get old real quick. That's why they were saying it when I was a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Traumatized from something. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, uh, I don't know. Definitely feel somewhat different from the beginning of the year. No? Do you feel better? You made a lot of changes. You think? Don't you? I thought that's what you said. Not here. Yeah. But through messenger messages. Oh. Like right, you right, stopped right, right. 
smoking? Yeah, stop smoking and weed. Stop drinking for a minute. I didn't stop drinking. I really cut back <laughs> on it. You gotta have some sort of vice in life. Okay. I gotta go have those those Thursday beers at Humpy's. Is that a thing? Yeah. I didn't. I don't know. I don't. I can't afford to go drink outside of the house. No. And I try to limit myself to like only two beers if I do go out. That's good. Kind of helps keep costs down. Kind of prevents me from doing anything stupid. It's good for your liver. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to get gout. <laughs> uh, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then you cut back on video games. Yeah. Yeah. Started, like I said, managing my time a little bit more appropriately. Mm. Started to re finding my hobbies and whatnot, so picked up painting, like I was saying. Mm -hmm. Started playing my guitar a little bit more. Um, gonna dive again into this whole music endeavor. Maybe maybe I'll just sit there and make lo-fi beats. There you go. Yeah, I think that'd be something that's easily appropriate. Outside of that, going to the gym more frequently. And here, probably, hopefully, start up a podcast and... Yeah, there's a lot of plans for uh, when I moved in with my buddy Freddie. I also started started learning how to code. That's fun. I do my I do my Duolingo too. Do you? Yeah, I'm on like almost a hundred day streak. What? Yeah, it feels good. It feels good just to spend a little time productively. I mean, I get that. I love learning. I'm just constantly like. That's my hyper focus. It's like research. Yeah. I love to learn all the time. Yeah, and that's why I love YouTube so much. I just put on any video about some sort of topic mm -hmm. and just derive information from it. Yeah. And recently, it's just been information on like real estate, money <laughs> management, <laughs> and things like it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. So I like to I like to think I made changes i mean i as much as i want to like verify that personally i have this thought process of like i i can't do that because um only only other people can kind of validate that so to say in a sense uh. um because I, I feel like i'll convince myself of things even if they're not necessarily true like in a negative way I don't know if it's a negative way. Well, then it should be a positive way. Because that's basically you're just tricking your brain. Yeah. So that could be uh, used to your advantage depending on what it is. Yeah. But that is a very vacant... You didn't really go into detail. What you would... What are you doing to yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll say it's just like, like convincing myself that... Um, I'm in a better state of mind, or this, that, the other. So then you should just keep saying that. Yeah, I think I think it's just like that's a good thing to say to yourself. Yeah, yeah. like you are the shit. Yeah, like for sure. You should always pump yourself up. I try. I like. I feel like people think it's like a narcissist thing to do. Yeah. But narcissists wouldn't think that they're narcissists, so. <laughs> Maybe that's where it's come from. Try not to be so full of myself. Huh. But yeah. there's a... It's an art. Mm -hmm. 
and I think that people don't believe in themselves enough. You gotta have that confidence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you have that, then you have everything. No, I started thinking about, uh, you know, like a lot of my reluctance to do much of anything or like progress towards, uh, you know, like for instance, uh, like painting. Like I never thought I was going to be like an amazing painter. I think I'd just be doing it as a hobby and I do just do it as a hobby. But, uh, at, at work, I've gifted a few people, some, some paintings, just random bits and pieces that I've done. And, uh, we're at like Denali at 49th state brewing and on the wall at the gift store, there were, you know, there, there was artwork and it said like 25 bucks for prints and then $40 for like a framed print mm-hmm. or either that or the framed original. Who knows? I don't think it was the original. There's mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that's, that's crazy. Cause they were just kind of minimalist paintings. And I was like, you know, I never thought about like selling what I make and you could just be on the side. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And my, put it out there. Yeah, my coworker that I gave one of the paintings to, he was like, no, you can, you can easily make a hundred bucks off that stuff. I was like, that's probably a little steep, but I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, you just juice it up with all that bullshit information. Be like handmade paintings by Alaska native artists. Totally. And tourists would just eat that stuff up. It, I mean, if you are confident about what you're selling, anybody will buy it. Yeah. That's what I've been learning throughout this whole process of having a business it's like when i wasn't confident in myself i'm not confident in my product therefore it's harder to sell even though i'm saying all the words it's the energy that i'm putting out there right so like yeah yo this stuff is so amazing this painting is amazing you need it you I, i know exactly where you should put it yeah and they're gonna be like oh my god you're so right yeah like it's really easy to convince people no, and, you know, I, I like I said, I, I get a lot of confidence mostly from, like, my coworkers or other people who see my paintings and whatnot. Like, my old roommate that I had, he was just like, honestly, I love it when you paint because you, you, you're really good at it. That's really sweet. Yeah, and then so he moved out, and just to make sure that, you know, he had something, I was like, yeah, take that painting. Take that painting. I, I mean you enjoy them so much and, mm-hmm. I mean I'll just make more essentially right so no it's been it's been a good catharsis that's awesome yeah I feel like painting is such a childlike behavior right like it's a you get to like feed your inner child yeah as well as like <clears throat> everything else what is happening out this way I was showing Something down there. Yeah, I feel like something is being stolen. Probably. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I've only had one thing stolen, and then we got it back. Huh. What was that? Uh, that's the whole thing. Oh. It's a, it was her bike. Oh, <clears throat> okay. And then we put it out on the internet that it was stolen. Somebody saw it at the homeless camp off Campbell Creek, and then we went to go get it, and... Uh, fight broke out not with us there but as we were leaving huh. they, there's rules in the camps 
you don't steal from children or women. Wow. And so the person that stole from Amelie got uh, beat up. Yeah? Nah. Wow. So, like, at least they have, you know, some sort of Civility? Law. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A law and order. No, that's, that's, that's good. It's not good that it was stolen, but... No. That guy was mentally ill, so... Yeah. He, yeah. I think, legit thought it was his. Right. Yeah. You ever question your own mentality? Uh, I'm pretty sure I went into, like, almost psychosis last winter. Yeah. Like, um, it was bad. All right. But when the war in Ukraine started and I was, like, getting off of my meds, it was a bad yeah. combo. I was like, oh, and then I went even further and I was like, oh, the volcanoes are going to explode. And what if another earthquake happens? Like, and then I got us, like, backup food for downstairs. Him, giant bags of rice right. and beans right. and uh, bottles of water. No, I, yeah. When when the war started, I wasn't sure what to think. I think I was really concerned that Russia was just going to get pissed off and just sl- start slinging rocks everywhere. Yeah, we're so close. Yeah, we're we're and right they there. Love pushing our buttons. Yeah, and then I know when it started too. There was a bunch of like F sixteen interceptions from other like Russian. Uh, aircraft and whatnot mm-hmm. so i started to get a little concerned uh, i think rightfully so but at the same time i've got pretty good solid foundation in you know, rural alaska where if something does does happen I f- i'll feel pretty content that i'll be able to survive yeah but it's a big state yeah there's lots of places to hide yeah yeah <laughs> for sure I mean, most people come up here to hide, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also a thing. Well, I don't think it's as much as it was, like, in the 80s and 90s, where just criminals would just come here to, like, get off the grid. Mm-hmm. And that's why the crime rate was so exponentially high back then. Right. And then you got drugs and money and all the other things that was happening with the pipeline. But, um... I knew people in Oregon that had been convicts that had run to Alaska. And then they finally gave in and came home and did their time. But that's definitely a thing. (laughs) No, it's... uh, (laughs) You do run into a lot of interesting characters, especially like without the normal municipality, Mm -hmm. the limits of, you know, whether it be Fairbanks or Anchorage... um, I had a really interesting experience when I was going to a friend's wedding and unfortunately I had done a lot of drinking the night before. Mm. Very, very low on energy from lack of sleep and then started off from Wasilla up the parks to Fairbanks where the wedding was and drove off the road. Yeah, but the uh, the fruits of that tree was... Uh, you know, I had to get my car towed, got towed, and then I went up to the Denali RV park or whatever and just kind of waited for someone to pick me up on the side of the road. Oh, boy. And hitchhiking. And then some some guy, I don't know 
I don't know why I got into his car. Maybe because, like, at that point in my life, I was just like, oh, whatever happens, happens. I could die. But, like, he looked, he looked kind of, you know, you, you have these intuition about people. Totally. He looked like he was, honestly, maybe not all there. And the other thing that really, like, gave me a lot of reluctance was uh, this dude had a, a 9 millimeter pistol just tucked in his waist, just showing it off, no problem. But I think maybe that was to show me that, like, hey, don't fuck around and try anything. Otherwise, mm. you know. So as much as I wanted to sleep that ride from not having any, like, I could not because next thing I know I'd be driving down a dirt road and then end up with a hole in my head. So it was it was really scary. It was pretty scary. Um, like, the only thing I had, I mean, I had a forty four revolver on me at the time, but it was in my bag, and I didn't want to, like, I don't know, and antagonize. Hold my yeah, God. yeah. Just be like, come on, try something. So like the the next best thing was like I had my Leatherman in my pocket, my jacket pocket, and I had the knife like folded out in case something were to happen. Um. So it was it was a really interesting experience. You know, you, you never think that you're gonna be put in kind of like a dangerous situation, or whether or not it is even it even is one. Right. And, uh, or if they're just letting your fear yeah. talk for you. Yeah. Oh. Did he talk at all? Did he, like, conversate? Yeah, we got, we, we conversed a little bit and, you know, dropped me off at where I was staying. And I was like, oh, let me give you some money for gas money. He's like, oh, cool, don't worry about it. Went on his way. So it was, it was like a really peculiar interaction. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's your guardian angel. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it never happened. He didn't look like it. You just hallucinated the whole thing. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I've I've had a few angels come into my life from time to time. It's hard to remember. It's hard to remember. There was this one lady who I was getting, uh, I was eating breakfast. Just an elderly gentleman, or uh, elderly woman. And, uh, was just like having breakfast with and not even with her just like eating breakfast and she saw like you know my my outfit and she recognized that we were firefighters and whatnot she essentially just like kind of just sat there and prayed for us and this that and the other and then we we saw her again at the same cafe not shortly long after and Mm. yeah just had great conversation with her oh that's sweet and the crazy part of it all is like i was with my brother and my other brother, he, uh, he has a lot of bad habits. Mm-hmm. And this lady could see that. And I'm pretty sure my brother David gave her, like, our address. Because she was, like, asking where we were from and whatnot. And a few months down the line, we get, we get a letter from her. Pretty much just, yeah, wishing us the best and hoping that we're doing well. Praying for my other brother, who's having these bad tendencies mm-hmm. specifically with like drinking and so it was uh yeah it was, it was a pretty strange experience because wow. i don't know if it's i don't know if i inherently or if i believe that people are inherently good but i like to think so i think so yeah well it's like i don't know it's all projection right like anger is just from fear and fear it's just an anxiety like it's not real those aren't real emotions those aren't 
it's not part of your soul. Right. Like, this is just a vessel. It's just a skin suit. A little flesh bag. <laughs> oh, that sounds so much more gross. <laughs> Why did you have to call it a bag? Because <laughs> it's what it is. It's not a bag. God, it is. That makes it sound saggy. <laughs> Some people are saggy. <laughs> I think there's good in everyone. They just have to. The one thing that this girl Meg kind of like made me re-realize. She'd asked me if I believe that the devil is real. Yeah. And that's a peculiar question. Yeah. And so like. Was there any like context before? No. Well, well, we were playing. 21 questions. Oh, okay. So that's, I guess, the only context there is. And my response was essentially like, you know, I kind of relate it to like the same concept of God or heaven and hell. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a set individual person. It's just, you know, everything that kind of takes place on, on earth. Because you go through these states of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And whether you're up you're in heaven whether you're down you're in hell and that's why they make that comparison i think in all all, all whatever books that they make mm-hmm. and then as far as like god or angels or demons or the devil like those are again on earth they come out through people and experiences like you'll come across people who try to tempt you to mm-hmm. do things that aren't necessarily good mm-hmm. and then you'll have other people that like drive you to you know, just do better, or and essentially like are kind of there to uh, heal you. Yeah. So that was my whole thought process on it. Yeah, yeah. That's a because if you believe in one, why wouldn't you believe in the other? Yeah. So yeah. duality, right? Mm. I don't really believe in evil. No. I believe there's evil in the universe. Yeah. Dark space. Well, yeah. <laughs> Dark matter. Um, I don't know. I've had some really gross experiences, so I can say that. I guess yeah. if I did have the experience, maybe I would think differently. No, I, I, yeah, I can understand because I may not be able to relate as easy because I've never been through like in, you know, encountered someone evil in that sense and i think it's easy to like take that walk through life being being a guy mm-hmm. um i can't imagine like the constant fear that you know women or people who are vulnerable to robberies and whatnot whether you're weak and old or mm-hmm. handicapped and whatnot yeah like people are exposed to in like bigger cities mm-hmm. so it's yeah i'm definitely not scared of the things that we can't see. Uh, Paranormal. Oh. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people are scary. I definitely, like, I'm pretty sure Scooter made me cry at least a couple times, <laughs> even though he's not a scary person. Well, while at work? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much. I know. I think I made Molly cry once. Oh, Molly. I 
accidentally text her trying to text somebody else. Yeah. And uh, they inherited a farm in another state. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what I said or what I did, but it definitely was an asshole back then. Just mad at the world. Upset that things weren't going my way. Who's that guy that you worked the summer? Oh, hello? <laughs> my cat just went on my shoulders from behind me and it freaked me out. Okay. You talking about Hugo? Uh, no. He was later. No, the other kid. Taylor? Uh, Riley? Oh, I remember Riley. Yeah, there's Taylor and Riley. They were both in the dishwasher. They're both dishwashers. I think one of them died. No. It would have been Taylor. I think so. I think Polly told me that. Wow. Because he just, he was in a lot of party scenes. Yeah. And I think he OD'd. Oh, man. That's, that's never good to hear. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he survived. Um. Oh, and then there was the... Evan? Oh, I remember him, too. Yeah. Um, no, the dishwasher. Oh, Alfonso? <laughs> I love working with Alfonso. I absolutely adored it. I don't know why that man was working there. Like, he... He was just all over the place, and then he lived at a hostel. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand your life, but... He could have easily, like, gone to New York, be a model. I, and he knew that he was the shit. He oh, yeah. knew he was gorgeous. Yeah. Some buff, you know, <laughs> handsome, you know, Hispanic man. Just like, what are you doing here? Ghetto wheels. Ghetto wheels. I don't know what that means. Ghetto wheels. Um. Anyway, yeah, Alfonso. No, the black kid that was was always working with you. Uh, David. Oh, yeah. Of course, I wouldn't remember that name because I don't like that name. Yeah, David Thorne. I remember it really well. I think he got. Didn't he get let go, like, unreasonably? I don't know. But I think that whole situation was, like, not... I think that's when things started to kind of go downward, and when I was trying to leave. It was right yeah. after he left. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> a lot of funny experiences with David. Um, I think the funniest of which was, like, you know, I was, I was young, so I, like, started, like, fresh out of high school, started to actually, like, explore things in life, started to smoke weed. And, uh, at the time, like, yeah, we'd, uh, we'd take a break, so to say. And then he gave me a little, 
you know, swish her. A little something, something. A little something, something. <laughs> Go out, you know, smoke the whole thing, and then come back, and he could tell. And, like, it was, uh, it was a really, uh, really paranoid state, because I was like, okay, I'm just cooking food, and everyone, everyone that comes in can see that. They could probably smell it, too. No. Like, it felt terrible. No. It felt terrible. Nobody could, nobody knew. No one knew. Nobody cared. Nobody's paying attention. Yeah. Like. I guess I was mostly worried about, like, Jack. Jack or Ajo. I feel like. Maybe you would just get, like, a slap on the hand. Like, hey, don't do that. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even think it would be that serious. No, I mean, I mean, I remember having, like. Polly a... smelled like weed all the time. Who? Polly. Oh, Polly, yeah. No, I remember, uh. I remember having, like, a serious conversation with Ajo one day because, like, I think I was, like, constantly late for work. He's <laughs> like, look, man, do you want this job or not? I was just like, well, you want the honest answer? <laughs> kind of get treated like shit around here, so I don't know. Do you want me to have this job? Oh. Yeah, he got spicy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a really hard time because he was, like, young. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't take you seriously. Yeah. I got yelled at all the time. All the time. Yeah. I was fucking up all the time. <laughs> Luckily, I was just some some kid working in the kitchen. See, I always thought the kitchen would be easier than working the floor. Yeah. Working the floor was like, it was insane. Yeah. It was like so much anxiety, especially when, um, because we had three different managers while yeah. I worked there. We had the first one that was AJ's wife. Robin. Yes. Yeah. We didn't get along. No. I was very glad that she was leaving. No. She hated me. No. Hated me. Like, definitely, like, picked on me out of everybody else. And then we had... The Scooter's girlfriend. I don't remember her name. I can't remember it either. She was nice, but she was a little... She was a little all over the place. Sometimes she didn't show up to work. Wow. Yeah. We didn't... Nobody knew where... He wouldn't know where she was. Like, it was a whole thing. Oh. There was a lot of drama. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. And then we got Molly. And then it was like, things kind of evened out. Pretty vividly. Got a pretty strong memory, I like to think. Yeah, you're still young. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how long it takes before the dementia starts to set in. Well, if you keep drinking coffee, you'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Keep... that Alzheimer's? Yeah. Does well, it help? Maybe it just helps both. Well, and see, like, yeah. I feel like learning stuff constantly now is uh, greatly helping. Totally. You're not, like, enhancing that gray matter in your brain. Yeah. It's, like, I just, like, I go and, like, visit people, and all they do is watch TV. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. like, how do, what? How do you live yeah. your life like that? How do you do that every single day? Like, that's so boring. Yeah. To no, me. It's, well, like. I like to watch things. I do, too. But, like, I can't do that every day. I can't sit in front, I can't come home and sit in front of a TV until I go to bed. 
I think that's that's why I'm trying to like really break away from like the old habits. I'm just like waking up, playing games, eating food, <laughs> going back to playing games. Like it, it like now it just it it kills me so much to just like stagnate. That's good. Yeah, yeah. You should feel uncomfortable. I do. This is my new motto to everybody. You have to feel uncomfortable. Oh, You're yeah. not doing it right unless you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you can't change as a person unless you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can easily agree. I'm sure, uh, you know, I know you know. I know any of my friends that are going to listen to this are going to know. So, a large driving factor for my change. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Because I feel like I've talked about it so much. But the whole world doesn't know. The this, internet this doesn't true. know. This is true. Uh, I mean, the internet might know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to segue into this avenue. I was actually kind of trying to avoid it. I don't know why. I guess I was concerned that she might listen to she's this. She's not going to listen to it. No, she's not. No. She ain't going to give a Absolutely shit. Absolutely not. <laughs> At least not this far in. But anyway... Um, yeah, went through a breakup. It was a girl I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. And it ended for a bunch of random, I wouldn't say random reasons. But I mean, it ended, it, yeah, just, it was just a breakup. And one thing, oh, she, well, she said a couple things that really kind of like mm, hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. First thing was, uh. First thing was, you'll never change. You'll be the same old person two or three weeks after. And the second thing was, like, I feel like this is, uh, or, or this was a big waste of time. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. But, I mean. But sometimes it takes those people. It's a stepping stone. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody in your life is a stepping stone. Yeah. Like, not to be insincere to anybody but like that person in turn to a negative event helped you grow oh yeah oh yeah you got real uncomfortable real fast oh yeah and like it's it's bad as i wanted to be like oh well thank you well like you were a waste of time and money so i'm at a greater loss but I, i don't feel that way yeah like i'm i'm thankful for the experience i mean you know, as uncomfortable as it is. I think it's what if it never happened? Yeah, exactly. You would be doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I've, spe- I've, I've spent the last <laughs> four months now speculating on it heavily. Yeah. Like, I still think about it. Of course. It's a big heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to mend those quickly. Yeah. Even, it doesn't matter how long the relationship is. Yeah, it was, it was definitely intense. Um, no, and I told my other friend I was talking to, I was like, you know, it's it's hard not to speculate and go into the dark sides of your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they never cared, or they really don't give a shit, or they never did. But reality in a situation is, it's, it's, it's easy to be negative in a situation like that. Totally. But like, for me, it's easy to like take a step back and just be like, no, that's not the case. And to think like that is... I'm, it's kind of an insult to, to them and you know 
not acknowledging how I was treated. Mm-hmm. So, that was good. I at least like to think I'm in a much better state of mind and position than I used to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's... It's not even that complicated. It's... It's... It's not. It's not. And, like... You know, I want to be like, yeah, I move downtown, so if you ever need anything, <laughs> just know I'm here and I'm there, and, you know, I still care about you, and this and that and other, and she knows. Yeah. She knows. But I just gotta... Just gotta let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta let it go. It's hard. It is. It's it hard. It's hard to detach from someone. Totally. You know, regardless of your relationship with them. Yeah. Like, if... It's like my mom, when she passes, it's going to be hard to detach my life from all the events that she was a part of, or mm-hmm. my brother, or anyone else that has some sort of significance in my life, whether it be a friend, mm-hmm. even a even a pet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Totally. I mean, oh, buddy, you dropped it. Do you want to go get it? Okay. <laughs> Um, well, I've been in this relationship so long, like, the last one, well, the last one ended on mutual grounds. We broke up with each other, which was, oh, thank God, (sighs) which is always sad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but the one before that, um, we were, I was married before, and that was a hard breakup because they just wanted to, like, cut off completely, like, we are not, we don't talk to each other anymore. Yeah. And I was like, what? Because I was just a baby. Yeah. I was like 21. Yeah. And I, it makes you crazy. I like, at an outside perspective, like looking back and I was like, bitch, you were nuts. Yeah. Like I didn't stop calling him. I would send him like videos and I'm like, what were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> No, I can I can definitely relate. Like it, uh, I'm glad I was able to like kind of take a step back and just let her have it. Yeah. Like the the one time that I came remotely close is yesterday when my car broke down, because I was like I know no one else in Anchorage. My buddy Freddie's not even like in town yet because he was on his way from uh, fishing. Well, I'm here. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Now you know now where I, I am know. at. Now I know. And, uh, like, I was going through my list, and uh, I saw her number. I'm like, I, I don't know why I still haven't deleted it. Um, mm, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I was, like, I had the text all written up and everything. But reality of the situation, you just got to take a step back, slow down. Yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, relationships are weird. They're so complicated. They are. I mean, friendships can get complicated, but, like, sharing your being with somebody else, it's, um, it's a lot. It's, yeah, you're, I mean, literally exchanging time and energy. And germs. And germs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. even being married like we've had some really bad times and uh 
it's not easy. It's just right. not, it's not easy. Yeah. You yeah. learn a lot about yourself in a relationship because you have to. Yeah. If you choose not to, then you're going to be single probably forever. No, I, I agree. Like, I I realized that, okay, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just a terrible communicator. So I started picking up books on like, communication, how to communicate effectively. Everything in between that I felt like. It's really hard. Yeah. It's, communicating is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just started to educate myself more on. You know, the little little facets of that relationship that I feel like I helped commit to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of them was, like, communication and the difference between, like, listening to someone and actually hearing them. Yeah. That's, that's huge. It and is. Being able to, uh, you know, have those uncomfortable conversations like, hey, these are the things that bother me. We need to either fix it now or things aren't going to improve. Yeah. Which. It's confrontation. Yeah. Nobody likes confrontation. No one like no one likes yeah. No one likes confrontation. Um so I've been trying to be a lot better without letting stuff bottle bottle inside. That's good. Be more open. You're doing a great job. Thank you. You just did it. Yeah. <laughs> good job, high five. <laughs> well, like, you know, it's like you say, you just go through this process and I don't know. I felt a lot of growth out of it. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's like, what are you, you know, like, what's the worst case scenario is when you put the feelings outside of your body, right? It's like, are you going to die? No. 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 You're not going to die. So you'll be fine. If anything, you'll be better. Yeah. It's just getting it out there. Yeah. It can be hard. It, yeah. And again, like, if you don't know how to convey that or communicate it properly... Then. I'm still learning to communicate with my yeah. husband. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Because, like, especially being neurodivergent and him being neurotypical, it, there's a lot of things that get missed, yeah. lost in translation. What is this whole neurodivergent and neurotypical? Like. <laughs> this is the first I've heard of it. Really? Yeah. It's all over the internet. It's all, it's all <laughs> over the internet. Because everybody's getting diagnosed, you know, with uh, ADHD, ADD, yeah. autism. Yeah. That's neurodivergent. Neurotypical is you don't have those things. You're just very type A kind of person. What's my diagnosis? I don't know. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's a long list. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You... Maybe have ADD. You think? There's lots of different types. And there's a lot of different types of autism. And the spectrums are getting bigger. I think, if anything, I might have a little bit of OCD, but not really. But, like, all just small stuff, like color coordinating my clothes in my closet. Is it OCD or is it anxiety? Just It's probably anxiety, honestly. But I guess they play on each other. Yeah. Because you get the... OCD is because of anxiety. Yeah, and I never really thought of myself to be an anxious person up until recently. Because, like, yeah, I was just content just with life, just living, doing what I was doing, which obviously wasn't wasn't working out. <laughs> so now that, you know, everything's happened, it's, uh, 
Yeah, it starts to weigh on me a little bit, but I don't, I don't give it too much attention. No, you don't want to feed it. No. Just be aware of it. Exactly. I like to think of the things that are a part of me that are their own entities. Right. Like depression, anxiety, ADHD, maybe autism. Like they're just, they're, they're little compartments. They're little, like, little demons or whatever. <laughs> like, they're their own things. Yeah. And sometimes they interfere with my thing. <laughs> it's like detaching it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to let you talk for me. I'm going to talk. Yeah. So, no, it's... I, I definitely say that, you know, it helps kind of com- compartmentalizing. I don't even know if I said that correctly. No, you didn't. You did a good job. But, uh, yeah, just like having an understanding of mm-hmm. why you feel away, where it's coming from, and then how to uh, best navigate that and express it to the point where it's not going to make you feel like you explode. So. Yeah, I'm still learning that, too. Oh. I think firefighting's helped me with that. That's good. Because, like, you know, you're dealing with other people who are stressed out. Yeah. A lot of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, just trying to be mindful. One thing I've, like, really tried to work on. You have to be compassionate. Yeah. You have to have empathy. Yeah. Definitely have to not be self-centered. Yeah. I try not to be. Let go of your ego. I like to think I'm not self-centered. No. I don't think so. Yeah. Even back then, I didn't think you were an asshole. Thank you. (laughs) And I never really made it a point to be. I was just focused on working, doing a good job, and yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with everyone, for the most part. Living life. (laughs) Living life to the fullest. Going to college. Woo! (laughs) Getting drunk at parties. (laughs) Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, it's good. It's good having that validation of knowing that I'm not a self-centered asshole. Oh, I was just joking. Oh. Uh, yeah. Should have taken more tips out of them jars. <laughs> Hell no. No. Um. handle people that are like narcissists yeah. I can't do it my mother's a narcissist and so I definitely get triggered by anybody that is a narcissist like my anxiety goes skyrocket yeah I can't do it I think I attract them honestly are you a doormat no Ooh. I don't think so Maybe I am. Or were you a doormat? Maybe I was. Mm. Maybe I was. But honestly. Boundaries. Well, I wouldn't say I'm a doormat. I just say I'm I'm very fluid. I would say. Yeah, but then you get pushed over. True. True. Walked on. I don't know. Like I. I had that problem in my twenties. I let people walk all over me because I wanted to be their friend or I wanted, I didn't want to lose anybody. I don't know. 
like because i'm not really in like really pressured like social settings where you sound like you have a pretty solid friend group yeah yeah for sure and uh you know it's it's just like i said just getting a better understanding of like communication like not me me myself not trying to like you know pressure my friends hey let's go out drink let's go get drunk and all this and it's just more like hey this is what i plan on doing you're more than welcome to come Mm -hmm. if you're busy understand that Mm -hmm. you know do your thing yeah like no harm no foul yeah so i like to think i'm doing good no i got a solid group of friends for sure really thankful for it you should be not many people get that even one good friend yeah because you got a lot of fake friends yeah but even one friend is doing great that enough I can count on one hand, I think. Maybe more. Probably more. That's solid. It's yeah. a family. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've lived with them before and do a lot of stuff. You know, watch school with them. You know, knows that I haven't. And it's just close bonds. So they've seen all sides. And you've seen all sides of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as they, they're willing to expose me to. You don't think you know them, know them? Like, have have you seen them pick their nose? No, I think I, I, I think I know them. Yeah. A good, good amount. Probably not as much as their family, for sure, but if not, close enough. I feel like everybody has that one little piece that they hide from the whole world. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think that's honestly why it's so hard to, like, make friends as adults just because like i i don't know i know i'm very suspicious suspicious of people's intentions mm-hmm. um you know it's 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 really unfortunate that i don't know i don't know if i'm looking at it as like a cost benefit analysis so to say just like okay uh, this is the risks that i'm implementing what be- what benefits am i getting out of it so like i hate to look at it like that Mm. Um, because it's it's a little difficult to tell who's genuinely good natured at times or who just wants something you know some sort of hidden agenda oh you just need to be poor like me true and then there's no agenda <laughs> true <laughs> well I am poor I think everyone's poor these days yeah that's true so. nobody can afford anything then again, I'm sitting over here, like, thinking, oh, maybe I'll go to New York, go visit my friend. Go visit my friend Cole. <laughs> go on a vacation. You should. Nah. No? Nah. It's time to grind. Time to grind. I definitely feel that. I feel like that's, like, a collective feeling, too. Yeah. Like, purging and working. Yeah. Like, it's like flip-flop spring. Because it's fall. Right. Right. No, it's just... I really want to set myself up to... Because, like, we get get three months off. Mm -hmm. And then that'd be January, February, March. And I want to be able to make sure I'm not stagnant throughout those three months. But then again, like, I had this big plan of uh, going to flight school and get my private license. Because I... 
I, like I said, I love flying. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just something to work towards. So, I think it's a good skill to have. Granted, there's 20 pilots per person in Alaska, it seems. Like yeah. Everyone knows how to fly. It's not as easy as it used to be. So my, my step-grandpa, he very fond memories of being in his little Cessna yeah. and eating my folded American cheese mm -hmm. that I had to bring with me every time we went on a flight. But I don't even think he went to school. Uh, I think like... He just got in it. I think like back then in Alaska, you'd just be like, all right, I'm going to go fly this plane. You're crazy. <laughs> crazy. Oh. I'm podcasting. <laughs> okay. Tell her to clean her room. Clean your room. Okay, clean your room. Yeah. Um, what? So, well, what now? I don't know. You want to wrap up? Yeah. Let's wrap it. What time is it? It's late. It's 11 11. It's 11 11. Make a wish. Make a wish. Make a wish. Wish. Nice. Did you make a wish? No. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> okay. You still have a few seconds. Alright. Wish made. Wish Good made. job. It just turned. <laughs> no. Okay, well thank you so much yeah. for being on my podcast. Oh, thank you for exposing me to the whole oh. environment and yeah. the process behind it all. Twenty bucks on Amazon. Twenty bucks for a mic. Yeah. Perfect. That's all you need. That's all you need. And you can bring it with you. You could just like plug it into a laptop. Perfect. You could podcast while you're fighting fires. Oh. Oh. That's, that's a thought. That's a niche. Ooh. I, I feel like a feel like a sellout though. Like, look, let me hear about those dark secrets that no one knows about. <laughs> like if you're gonna die today, you wanna talk about it? If I was gonna die today. You can interview all the other Firefighters. I could. I'd actually thought about it. Ooh. I'd actually thought about it. I mean, you could do that on your phone, too. Yeah. There's podcasts there on here from Spotify. Well, I think the problem with like that, audio. I think the problem with that is uh, if I'm, if I'm making money or essentially on state time, mm -hmm. you know, any video I take, any picture I take, that's essentially state property. Oh. So if I make any recordings. Oh. That might be considered, I'm pretty sure it'd be considered state property. Can you call, bye. Can you call them when you're not working? Yeah, yeah. And see, there's a, there's a period of time, you know, we work 16 hour days, mm -hmm. eight, you know, in that eight hours off, that's when I'd have to do it. Because I'm not on the clock. Mm. So you could do it. I could. Yeah. I could. Just not while you're fighting fires. Yeah. Technically. Technically. Unless we're on our 30-minute lunch break. Ooh. <laughs> but then it's starting to get into a gray area. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We did it. We did it. You broke the curse of no podcasts. Broke the curse. No. It is a podcast. Episodes. Yeah. yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah. Can't.
done. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. You are loved. Shine your light. Okay, bye.